Welcome to the Data Driven Ram, the top data focused Los Angeles Rams podcast, helping you to win your water cooler conversations. I'll start off the show today with my thoughts, the highlight data point of the week. We'll talk with the Cuz about the game against the Jets, check in on a new Rams fan, and we'll finish by getting you ready for the Dolphins game. So gear up, get ready for the next 20 minutes or so, and I'll get you caught up on your Los Angeles Rams. Once again, we're in the win column, and it feels pretty good after a four-game slide. But with only nine points and 39 in the last three games, Jeff Fisher obviously heard my calls for Jared Goff and is going to start him this week. While I'm excited to see Jared, truth is we have no clue what type of quarterback he really is until his third or fourth year in the league. Take, for example, the quarterback he was compared to most often prior to the draft, Matt Ryan who's been a solid to good quarterback for his career, but now in his ninth year, he's breaking out as an elite playmaker. Conversely, how many people were convinced RG3 was going to the Hall of Fame after his first year? It really takes a while to judge a quarterback. Obviously, I'm hoping that Jared Goff does well. His quick release and accuracy on deep passes will get shown this week and will lead us to the victory against the Dolphins. But either way, good or bad, it's important to note, we really don't know what the fuck we have until 2019 at the earliest. We'll go further into that topic in the highlight data point of the week. Forty-nine which was the rating of Jared Goff's hero, Joe Montana, in his first start for the 49ers. Joe Cool was pulled from the game in favor of Steve DeBerg, who saw out the loss to the St. Louis Cardinals, 13-10. The point, of course, it's hard to read too much into the first game from a rookie. To go further into Jared Goff's first start and the state of the Rams, we'll talk with the Cuz. Okay, taking a look at last week's game against the Jets is Cuz. Cuz? Thanks for joining us again. Thank you for having me, D. Okay, so some exciting news. It's finally the Jared Goff era. Drumroll, please. Jared yes, Goff time, yes, baby. yes. So what are your thoughts on the move? Do you think it was harsh on Case, especially coming after a win? You know, a couple things. I think it's a good thing for Case to leave on a win. It was inevitable that Goff was going to be coming in soon. I was at the game, and the crowd was chanting, Goff, put Goff in, blah. Blah, blah. And uh, I saw in one of the interviews that Jeff Fisher had, and he said, you know, I felt it coming, and it was more of a gut feeling. And he said, after last week and the weeks leading up to this, my heart was telling me that it was going to happen soon. And so he went with his instinct, and he pulled it this week. I think it was real classy. Yeah, we sat them both down, talked about it. He said, uh, not that Case took it with a smile on his face. He just said he was very professional about it. But, hey, man, shout out Case Keenum. He's been a trooper through and through, and I think he's going to be a great resource for Jared Goff going on to the future. Yeah, that's a really good point. He went out there. He fought. He was a competitor. You know, he just uh, unfortunately had a little difficulty with the pass rush. Okay, but we did get the win, and going back to it, now it was an ugly fucking win. I'm not going to lie. 
Nine points, yeah. three field goals. Yikes. But overall, what are your thoughts on the game? Found a way to win. No one wants to go on a five-game losing streak. Um, I think it was necessary. Yeah, we just got to put it in the end zone. I think if Case could be a resource for Jared to kind of get the incidentals down, the leadership, things like that, Case is phenomenal with that. Now, if we could put that together with Jared Goff's talent, I'm hoping not only could we stretch out the field, but once he kind of gets settled in and the running game is established, he could do some damage. I think that we're going to hopefully, ideally, this is optimism that has $16 million behind it, <laughs> that Jared Goff is going to get it done. So we'll see. I don't think this first game is going to be something to define Jared. Hopefully he comes out and shines, kind of like some of the, the other rookies out on Dallas and things like that. But I think it's going to take him a little bit of time, but what we lacked in the previous game is just, once again, putting it in the end zone. We've won two games this year without touchdowns. And shout-out to Greg DeLake for getting the points, but I don't know, man. It's like when we get in that red zone, something changes. What do you think are some of the strengths and weaknesses of Jared Goff? And what are you expecting to see with this weekend's game? And I, I guess as an add-on to that, what do you think he adds that maybe Case didn't my initial gut reaction is he's going to bring some of that mid-season fire. Hey, we got someone new. We can get after it. Some of the strengths that I would hope that he has is that he's had some time to kind of get in the system, learn the incidentals, see things, the good and bad that Case did, but also kind of just to get some solid ground under his feet. He is, I guess, going to be thrown in with the Wolves and right out there to play, but, I mean, he's getting paid as a professional athlete. I think he should be ready. Some of the strengths, I know he's very competitive. Um, he's got that height. He's got a great strong arm. Um, I think just putting it together is going to be – he'll be prepared for the game. But once it's one thing to prepare. It's another thing to actually be on the field with the D-line screaming at you and coming straight for you. <sighs> yeah, let's see his mental toughness because any time that a defense has a rookie on the other end at, at his first starting game, they're going uh, to play with him. That's true. The defensive linemen are definitely going to be having their uh, tails up this week and looking for some, right. some sacks to add to their yearly total. Okay, going to the running game. 125 yards last week. They stuck with the running game. They won. Coincidence? Well, first off, I don't believe in coincidences. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of the running game. They're going to feed Gurley primarily. Hopefully, we start getting those. The first half, the running game, the previous week was not good at all. The second half, we started seeing those 8, 9, 10, 12-yard plays, and uh, that's starting to show what the the Rams are going to try and be all about. Um, we're going to have to use the run just to kind of get the jitters out for Goff. As, like I said, as prepared as he's going to be or says he is, it's one thing to be out there when you're the one calling the ball hike. So, uh yeah, I think the running game, they're going to have to stick with it. And I think we're going to start seeing more and more of it. I know Gurley had over 21 carries. I mean, the stats weren't good, but like I said, at the end of the game, we started seeing the potential. That's already there. We just need to put it together. Okay. Well, looking at the other running backs, 40 yards from Benny Cunningham. Can Benny run this well against any team, or is this just something to do with Benny and the Jets? <laughs> no, I mean, we saw in preseason Benny had a phenomenal preseason. I'm, I don't know his stats, but I just remember seeing him gash up the field. He was more of that up-and-down runner, straight up and down the field, but he is 50. He's not too tall, low center of gravity. The guy could uh, he could pound the ball. I think he'd be a good complement to Gurley, especially if we could find a, maybe a two-back set, kind of get the run game going. 
But, uh, I mean, besides the run game, I think what a big pickoff Philip Rivers four times last week, the Dolphins' defense, man, I think uh, <laughs> that wouldn't be a good thing to do. I think Goff needs to protect the ball and no turnovers as well as the running backs. The running backs can't turn the ball over if they're going to be – if they're going to be getting the carries that they're going to be getting this following week. So talk to me a little bit about the seventh-ranked Rams defense and how satisfying that interception by Tree to end the game. Dude, I said it before, big players make big plays in big games. Tree just solidified the win. It just kind of took the wind out of the sails for the other team and kind of brought the wind back in the sails for the Rams. Um it's satisfying. The guy's a leader. I mean, our linebacker crew with him and Barron, they just make plays, and they allow the defensive line to get after it, and they're always making plays left and right. They, I really see them. I rarely see them make a huge mistake. Good job, Tree. That's that's huge as a leader to say take the take it into his own hands and rip the ball out from the receiver. That was pretty cool. That was a hell of a play. And you know, their pass defense. I mean, it was stout the whole game. 163 yards allowed passing. But uh, do you think that was just the young quarterback, or, or do you chalk it up to the Rams' D? Well, the Rams' D, I mean, like I said, they do what they had to do, but their defense is good. And this week we saw we kind of got away from uh, being firm against the running game. Not too good, but against the pass, we did pretty well. The quarterbacks on the other side of the field have to get rid of it quickly, and so that doesn't really allow too many passes down the field. Um, so that kept the yardage short, and especially if they're trying to get it out in under two seconds, you have a guy named Aaron Donald that's going full speed at you. So I think, uh, yeah, young quarterback, he just kind of dumped it off. Rams defense is very good. and uh, But we did see that they got gashed on on the running game this week, which is something that can't continue to happen, especially against the Dolphins, okay. or the Dolphins next week when you have a guy from Boise State coming in and, who's this kid? Well, now he's a somebody. He got the call from... Prime time. The guy's killing it. Yeah, passing game was good. Running defense was not good. But going into this next week, I think the main focus will be to stop the run. Well, to go back to uh, Trey, I mean, what a wonderful moment. He got that interception. Could you talk a little bit uh, kind of about his development as a middle linebacker? And then, uh, you know, even more, what does he mean to this team? I mean, he's a shot caller on defense. He's the middle linebacker gets the guys in the right position. He's a guy that steps up, steps up and makes plays. I've seen him. He's become more vocal. I mean, you always want to lead by action, and that's what he does too. But he's really stepped up and developed into one of the top linebackers in the league. I mean, the guy, he's a solid person, solid person that you want on your team that you know is going to get it done. I think he's a huge asset to the team, huge asset. Who's the bad motherfucker this week? Ogletree. Let's just keep talking about Ogletree. The dude – to win the game, rip the ball out of the receiver's hands and took it for himself. You're the bad pass of the week. I mean, simple as that. I got a lot of respect for the guy. So going back to your most hated player, Tony Romo, hasn't <laughs> been the best week for him. Uh, Would you care to gloat a little bit? Uh, you know, um, the fact that I just, you know, I called that what early weeks. It wasn't even uh, wasn't even actual season yet. I said that Dak put him into retirement. I'm just so glad that he finally took our advice and, you know, he kind of gave his statement that uh, Dak's the guy now. What are your predictions for the game this week? Rams defense. I mean, our special teams, it's improving. Uh, Hecker's the man. Special teams are just making plays. Good to go. That side of it's good. The defense, they have to stop the run. No long passes down the field. Keep everything in front of you. 
allow the guys to rally and, you know, you tackle someone and you keep them up, allow that second or third guy to go in and rip out the ball. Our defense has to create turnovers if we want to win this game. You can't put everything on Goff. He's got that big, shiny golden star on his jersey, but no, no, no. Because he's a young guy and you just have to allow him more opportunities, especially as his first start. He's going to be ready, like I said, but we can't have the potential for him to create turnovers without our defense creating turnovers themselves. And uh, I know that's been talked about on the Rams D, how creating turnovers should be a main focus. And I think that's a big factor going into this next week. Offensively, I think Goff needs to go in and just play. Have fun. I mean, don't make too many mental mistakes. I mean, there's going to be some leeway with the first game and the excitement. But he's got to protect the ball. Um, we got to feed Gurley, get the running game going, Benny, whoever whoever could get the job done, and then uh, stretch out the field. i like to see him take some early down shots down the field just to kind of get the crowd fired up because it's going to be electric in that Coliseum this weekend. So um, I think we have a chance. I think the Rams are a good team. We have a chance to compete with anyone. It's just I think if we do some of the things that I just mentioned, I think we have an even better chance of winning. Nice. Okay. Well, hopefully that's the case. We can get back to 500. Cuz, thanks for joining us. Thanks, D. Oh, God. Where am I? I, uh... Oh shit! I'm I'm in a hospital. I can't remember. Oh, it's it's football season. God, how long was I out? Jesus, it's the Super Bowl. Holy shit! I have been out for a while. Wait, that's the the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams. Oh my god, they're back in Los Angeles. I can't believe this. I can't believe this. I go skiing. Something happens. I'm in a coma for... God, what what Super Bowl is it? Nearly two years. Not only the Rams come back to Los Angeles, they're in the Super Bowl. And I'm alive. I'm able to see it. God, how fortunate. Wow. Pretty good. Oh. Oh, wow. How lucky. I'm even lucky to watch this commercial. Oh, it's this fucking guy. God, what's that uh, ferret thing on his head and the fucking orange skin? Jesus. Jesus. I've never seen someone I fucked their daughter like that before. But to be fair, she is a very beautiful woman. Wow, what is this? A new reality TV show? Boy, they're really going all in. Look at the production values on this thing. Wait, is are those real reporters? Wait a second. Wait a second. What the fuck? No! <laughs>
Well, it's the Dolphins, and they're really kind of a middle-of-the-road team. Except when it comes to rushing, both on offense and defense. They're very effective on the run on offense with J.J., one of the league leaders in rushing. But also, on the other side, defensively, they're one of the worst in the league in rush defense. So expect, hopefully, a big game from Todd Gurley. If he's going to get a 100-yard game this season, it's got to be this one. And if he doesn't get it here, well, you know, then we start have to start asking questions. But that being said, the Rams are back at home. I expect a victory. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Cuz, for breaking down the Jets game for us. Join us next week as we get you ready for the Saints. If you have any questions in the interim, you can contact me at datadrivenram at gmail.com. All one word. Thank you.